Northwest Arkansas. Welcome back to another episode of Hey Hey NWA. I am Zach Pinky and I'm Peyton Finley, and uh, we've got a great episode for you today. If you didn't know, June is Pride Month, and so on the episode today, we are talking with Richard and Hannah. They are two of the coordinators for the Fayetteville Northwest Arkansas Pride Parade and Festival taking place on June 16th. Um, so we sit down and talk to them about pride and, uh, what the experience has been for them in making this party, big, big party happen. Yeah. And we're going to figure out a lot of aspects of the pride parade and festival through this episode, which honestly, it just seems like such a great party. And it's not just the parade itself. You know, people associate pride with just, you go see the parade and you go home. That is not the case. They want it to be an all-day or, as they said, like a four-day party experience of just celebration of pride and LGBT persons and voices in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. uh, Some things to look out for in the episode. You got recommendations for the things to do at Pride. Uh, Peyton volunteers us to host an event next year Mm -hmm. um so be looking out for that and hold me accountable next year and hold peyton accountable and oh i got into a little bit of a conversation about how straight allies can come alongside um the lgbt community so that was kind of interesting also so yes i'll look out for that uh first and foremost before we even get started i will say that it's The Pride Festival is actually coming up this upcoming weekend. If you're listening to this on the Monday of this week, it is the Saturday. And that Saturday is June 16th. And the parade actually, parade itself starts at 11 a.m. And so get out there, get a good spot, maybe do brunch or something in the morning. I know that's recommended to you in the episode. Maybe the night before, go to the Northwest Arkansas equality shorts section that they have so they have shorts um, highlighting lgbt films uh, short films and there's plenty of stuff going on so pay attention for all those but the parade itself starts on saturday the 16th at 11 a.m down dixon street down dixon street anyway there you go so uh enjoy this episode and we'll see you on the other side And we are sitting with some of the coordinators of the Fayetteville Pride Parade and Festival going on this upcoming weekend, actually. And so we're hitting, sitting down with Hannah Withers and Richard Gathright, who are two of the coordinators. Welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for you having for us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Um, are you guys pumped for Pride? Very much so. I am stoked about next week, and I just really can't wait to see how all this is going to fall into place. Everything's new this year. Um, we pretty much scrapped the old plans and have gone with new plans. Um, I think the only thing that is still in existence is the parade. And the white party. And the, the white, white party, party at yeah, C4 and the parade. Mm-hmm. But everything else is new. Okay. So how how were things last year and how is it going to change into this year? So last year, um, I didn't attend, I'll be honest with that. But I know that they had the parade and it went down Dixon and then looped back up to the town center. And they had a little festival there, which was moderately successful, I'd say. But... Um, you know, with Block Street not happening this year and Springfest not happening this year, the city was really looking for a good summer festival, you know, that people can attend and enjoy, and um, Pride is going to be it. The Northwest Arkansas Quality Center has been w- working on some sort of a Pride festival or parade for almost over a decade mm-hmm. um, with the history of several other groups. NWA Pride used to do the parade. The Equality Center used to do the festival. It seems like the Northwest Arkansas Equality Center, because it's a volunteer board of people who do a lot of really wonderful programs throughout the year, um, it sort of tends to have a different personality every year this festival does. It's in a different location. The parade route is different. The festival's in a different place. There are different events in different places. And so 
Um, I think we were really looking to focus on the parade area of Dixon Street, which it has always gone down Dixon Street for 13 years, I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we were looking at that area as a place where we want to retain uh, the 10,000 people that are standing around for the parade. I was in the parade last year. I couldn't believe how many people came out. And then everything sort of dissipated. And some people went to the town center. Some people went home. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't sort of a big cohesive festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this year we blocked off School Street near Dixon Street Bookstore um, and Kingfish. And we've got vendors out there. We have a stage at Kingfish. We have a family-friendly stage that I'm really excited about at the Walton Art Center Rose Garden, which has Drag Queen Storytime and the Arkansas Circus Arts and a bubble master. Um, there's a bear contest at Kingfish. And then we have a big beer garden sponsored by Lost 40 in uh, the parking lot just north of Schulertown across the street from School Street. So I think that we've got a full day of activities of music and competitions and um, fun things to do that'll keep everybody in one area. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, how you're supposed to throw a party. I agree. Yeah, I think so. People leaving the party early is not preferable. Or not knowing where to go to get to the party or sure. where the party is going to be this year. And so I think um, we've got uh, we've got a great response from Dixon Street businesses who want all of those people to stay on the street and, and fly their pride colors. So we'll see how it goes. I would love to talk about some of these, uh, some of these events that you have going on because you said... Uh, drag queen storytelling and I was like where in the world do you go to find drag queen storytellers for a family friendly stage well cheap thrills has been doing it at their shop for a year they've had a couple of different drag uh, story time incarnations and um, they're one of our sponsors and it was something in our community that we saw that was happening and we said let's bring them out Uh and it's brave of these ladies who are going to put on all that makeup and come yep. out in the brutal sun of a June afternoon <laughs> oh, to yes. read stories to children. Yikes. And so um, I, I think it's going to be really fun. I think that there is a lot of playfulness in our LBGTQ community, and I think everybody is ready to have a really good time. Also, forgive my ignorance, what is a bubble master? You mentioned a bubble master? He is a man who um, does bubble displays. He has like the big bubble wands and the hoops, and he okay. does these big bubble things. Gotcha. And I'm not sure that there's a technical degree for that, <laughs> but a you, bubble PhD. It, it requires a master's. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It does break in the field. Bubble yeah. pride as well. Yeah. You were all about that. How have you seen community engagement in the Pride Parade or Pride Festival overall? Over the years, how has have you seen it develop? Because you said it's been 13 years since the first Pride Parade, right? Northwest Arkansas Pride was a group that started the parade years ago, and um, it was a very different Fayetteville 13 years ago. They've told us um, pretty amazing stories about um, the things that they had to do to pull off a parade um, long ago in Fayetteville. And um, I think... There was a merge at some point between the Equality Center and Northwest Arkansas Pride. Um, some of those people still volunteer and are involved in the parade portion of it. But I think that there's there are a lot of other factors in Pride that are at play. I think that we have a lot of people in our region who aren't just local Fayetteville people who want to come out and support. Um, and so I think that uh, I think Fayetteville's changed, and I think the way that certain cities and certain areas look at pride, um, especially in our national political landscape currently. Uh, I think that it's become uh, a bigger beast than it used to be. And so I think um, we've had a lot of responses from a lot of people that are happy to ride in the parade or, you know, have their rooftop open for parties. Um, we've had a ton of people donate to the center. Uh, we've got, we've got a ton of engagement from, everybody so far i mean so much i mean i think they maybe had 10 or so sponsors last year for this this year we have over 35 and you know good big sponsors like experience fayetteville lost 40 uh the chancellor hotel and you know so many others that have really stepped up and want to forward this cause and you know create an atmosphere of inclusion an environment where people feel welcome and all that stuff um, you know, we're just fortunate that we have these types of businesses and individuals, um, in this city and in this area that want to do this. 
I also, as a business owner in downtown, I've had a hard time figuring out how to get involved with Pride in years past. Um, I could never really find access to how to participate in the parade. I didn't know how to get involved. And so a bunch of business owners on Block Street uh, with me would build a float or, you know, put together a car parade and we would just kind of crash the parade and, you know, slip ourselves in wherever we felt that it was convenient. And now that we're organizing a parade and looking at the logistics of that, I realized what a nightmare I was for them. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. But, um, but I mean, we've participated in as many ways as we could, can for several years, um, from the street and, and from our business. And it's been, really interesting to step in and see the dynamics of how all these things have been working for so many years. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because you've mentioned that the Equality Center is run by volunteers coordinating this crazy event that's kind of had no sort of... It doesn't seem like the branding or the whatever has been concise from year to year. It hasn't been carried over from year to year. How's that been in crafting this giant party for a bunch of people and coordinating all these things based on volunteer work, based on people's, we have free time and we are going to somehow come together and create this thing. I think that you'd be surprised by how many nonprofits in Northwest Arkansas are run by volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, The Northwest Arkansas Equality Board is made up of an amazing group of really smart, really driven people who um, have been making this center go with year-long programming that a lot of people don't know about. They do free HIV testing. They have a ton of peer support groups for parents, for families. Um, Their offices are open for anybody who has issues. They've taken on um, a massive amount of uh, political uh, work for um, equality in our state. I am so impressed by these bo- the board of people that we have been able to work with. Um, they have all, one of them is doing a lot of website work for Pride. One of them is handling all the budgeting for Pride. I mean, you know, they are equally, um, they're working with us side by side um, in an equal way um, with all of their special skills. Um, I think that Pride has gotten so big over the last few years that I think it was time for them to find a way to facilitate somebody coordinating that. And when the position was open last year, I sort of applied for that. I threw my hat in the ring or my resume or whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like. And immediately, as soon as I started talking about that job, Richard and Josh Murphy and Jamie Doherty Um, There were a team of people that sort of came out and said, I want to do this with you. I have some great ideas. I have some great. And we just all have sort of naturally fallen into our roles of what we're all doing with this thing. And it's been really smooth. Um, We rarely talk about the our our philosophy or the reason that we are working so hard to do this for pride, because it's just it's event logistics and lots of spreadsheets and lots of scheduling and email communications and meetings. It's just a lot of detail work, but I think that we're all here for the same reason is Mm -hmm. because we think that it's really important for all of us in Fayetteville to show um, that we are inclusive and that we believe in equality. And I think that there are a lot of things happening, not just on a national level politically, but also on a state level that make it even more crucial for all of us to um, stand up and wave our flags. Such as what? For the, I guess, political aspect and why do you think it's important for Fayetteville and for you in particular? Um, I think that, um, I think that the, uh, for Fayetteville campaign, um, that has sort of come in and out of discussion over the last couple of years as these bills sort of become reintroduced or they're fought or they go to the state Supreme Court is a really good example of um, the kind of uh, power that this community has. I think that uh, we are one of the last sort of liberal bubbles in the state of Arkansas, and um, it didn't used to be that way in Arkansas 15 years ago. Our state, The landscape of our state has changed drastically, and so I think that there are a lot of people that are drawn to coming to this town to stand for things like equality um, or women's rights or um, 
rights for people of all colors, of all mm -hmm. walks of life. Um, I think that people are drawn to this city for that reason. And I know that that's one of the reasons that I'm happy here and I love living in this community yeah. is our inclusivity. Did that even answer the question? I'm just like, equality, inclusivity. I don't <laughs> I think, like, you know, a good example is like Harrison Trump. just had a pride parade, what, maybe two or three weekends ago. Mm -hmm. And they were marching down the street with both sides lined with white supremacist KKK individuals, you know, wow. holding signs and screaming at them. But you know what? They still did it. And I was very, very proud of them for doing it. And cheers to Harrison for, you know, putting on a parade in right. the first place. I mean, that's one of the absolute last places I would ever think that there would be a pride parade in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, would be Harrison. No well, and it's interesting how we there are still these places in 2018 that have that kind of response to pride parades or whatever it may be that's just not inclusive that's mm -hmm. it's still fascinating because um you know if you look at it on a broader scale then you know progress has been made whatever it may be but there's still pockets of that there is and i kind of feel like this day and age that we're trying to backpedal from all the progress that has been made with our current administration and current national politics so it just i feel like makes it a little bit harder for us to you know get the inclusivity that we need for everybody you know and i just don't understand why people don't do that i just that doesn't compute in my head yeah while you say peyton like it is surprising in terms of progress that has been made on a national scale it's also like super not surprising that it goes on in another sense because there's like i mean the south is kind of known as this weird insular pocket of really strange regressive people in a lot of places unfairly so i think um in a lot of in a lot of ways i think we get unfairly branded as that a lot um however i it's having lived in the south my entire life i am totally not surprised that that is the response of some communities to this sort of stuff because it's it's like threatening to a way of life that they don't understand or have the experience of they don't know anybody they don't know anybody who's gay or they don't know anybody who's openly gay or they don't know any they don't have any black friends or they you know they come from these really insular pockets and it's also not surprising and really upsetting that places like harrison not places like harrison exist but like that is a response that is not unpopular probably in that town so it's definitely a stigma that is that comes with the south in general mm -hmm. but let's face it i mean we've all been watching what's been happening in our country for sure. the last couple of years and there's inequality and hate and exclusivity all over our country mm -hmm. i mean it is in some of the most surprising places sure. that i've seen in the news in the last couple of years mm -hmm. and i i think it's important that particularly because we're from this part of the country that the rest of our region and the rest of our country hears us loud and clear that we are inclusive, that we believe in equality and that we can have a lot of fun doing it and it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Well, Richard, we didn't get to hear as much from you about, I guess, why oh, equality fine. matters to you in, in um, your life and your community. So I've been not involved really for a long time. I had done some other nonprofit work for a while that kind of consumed me on that end. So I kind of got burnt out for a while. Um, and then I, the current political landscape has really encouraged me to be more involved and supportive in especially my own community. And so, you know, I've been looking for a way to get involved for a while, um, but not just maybe becoming a board member, but actually doing something else. And I was at Drag Bingo in December and Hannah was there and said that she was, you know, running Pride this year. And I was like, oh, my God, I would love to get on board and work on you with this. Um, and just went from there. And, you know, now it's something that I'll probably want to do every single year. Have you guys ever been to Drag Bingo? I've never been to Drag Bingo. Drag Bingo is fun. I've been is to Bingo it, and I've been to a drag show. I've not been to drag. Yeah, bingo. that's that's where I'm at. Joseph <laughs> Porter, the board president of the Equality Center right now, organized Drag Bingo um, last winter. It was at George's. It was a packed house. 
It was phenomenal. I was so blown away by the quality of some of the Queen's performances and how many people were actually playing bingo. And it was so much fun. It got me really excited for Pride. How is it distinct and different from regular bingo? Well, you have drag queens announcing and also interspersing between rounds with drag performances. Okay. Ah. So they're hosting the bingo. They're calling the numbers. They're sassy. They're real And raunchy Mm -hmm. and hysterical. And they're calling out your you know, B4 and they, and they have little quips that go with it. Right. And they're, I mean, they were hysterical. I had so I mean, much you fun. can imagine the, the response from the audience every time they call 069. So mm-hmm. and of, then course. <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course, but the mechanics of bingo have not changed no, for drag no, bingo. Okay. No. That's, that was my only question. Yeah. Was, no, same mechanics just with the drag queens. Very good. Excellent. I have to go check out some drag bingos. Yeah, the center will be putting that on again, I'm sure, at some point later on this year. Um, I think they've tried to make it a, a yearly activity because it does draw in people, not mm-hmm. just from the LGBTQ community, but our straight allies as well. They did um, a really awesome yeah, job with it this year. It, it was, really was fun. It got me excited. And in years past during Pride, they've actually done the drag train where they've put drag queens on the Arkansas-Missouri Railroad and driven us up and down you know down to alma and back and Uh they do drag shows on the train it's not happening this year but that was always kind of fun as well wow i had no idea (laughs) this is a culture that i am not at all tapped into (laughs) we're gonna get you up to speed really quick (laughs) i'm glad i I need some catch-up you had said uh that you had been looking for a way to get involved and you've just kind of been itching for that. And so you just eventually threw your hat in. And so have you found as you're trying to coordinate businesses that people have just been, they've been wanting to, but haven't known how. And so you've approached them and they've said, yes, like I've always wanted to do this. Absolutely. I mean, Fayetteville has so many hidden gems of people and organizations and things that are happening here that a lot of people don't hear about. I mean, we have a massively interesting creative community. We have a Fayetteville Film Fest group is bringing LBGTQ shorts to our Spectrum Night at the Chancellor, while the Northwest Arkansas Bartenders Guild is doing a flight of rainbow drinks to go with the movie. Um, there, I mean, we have reached out. I don't think we've reached out to anybody that hasn't said, absolutely, mm-hmm. we're right there with you. What is... You mentioned... As this, as the parade has happened over years and years and years, those early adopters of trying to put it on had some interesting stories to tell. While now it seems like everybody is kind of on board, what has been the pushback looked like in years past? I mean, I'm sure there was a year that might have looked like what happened in Harrison, or maybe not. I honestly, I don't know. I would love um, for you to interview yeah. them, actually, because I, I sat at the Denny's in Springdale's and met with a lot of the original um, parade organizers uh-huh. um, who are all over Northwest Arkansas now. And I think that it, I think that they really had to ask for help from the city. I think they had to ask for more police presence. I think that it was, I think that when we, I think that there are experiences that a lot of our elders in the LBGTQ community um, have had that we take for granted, that we forget that they've had to go through. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago when you look at the beginning of rights for people all across the spectrum. And so I think that 13 years ago in Fayetteville was just a very different Fayetteville. And I think that um, it's interesting to me to see now um, the list of churches that support pride. And that was my biggest surprise this year in parade registrants was to see how many churches wanted to participate in the parade, how many wanted to march, how many are inclusive, and how many stand for equality. I think that as our state of Arkansas um, has gotten, has become more and more red over the last couple of decades, I think that 
I think that the blueness of Fayetteville and this particular region has become more concentrated. And I think that there are a lot of people in our state that focus on Fayetteville because the college is here, um, because our community is the way that it is, because we're such a creative center, that there are a lot of people that are drawn to it that are like-minded. And so I... I think it didn't feel like that necessarily 13 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, but I think, I think Fayetteville's changed a lot. I think that there are a lot of stories from people that have been in Fayetteville for a long time. And I have only been here for 10 years and it's changed drastically since I've been here in a lot of directions. And I've been here basically all my life, but lived here for over 24 years. And the changes that have happened in that time have just been incredible. Well, and do you feel like it's, I'm curious about how Fayetteville plays into all of Northwest Arkansas when it comes to equality and all of that progress. Have you found that Fayetteville has been the leader of that? And have you found the rest of Northwest Arkansas to come along? Fayetteville's definitely leading this this cause, I would say. Um, I know that Rogers, uh, what, last weekend or the weekend before, um, yeah, Rogers had its first Pride event. Um, Which is exciting. It is. It's super exciting. Um, I know Bentonville has been supportive. Um, we have a great Bentonville event that is included in in Pride. I mean, mm-hmm. it is the Northwest Arkansas Quality Center, and they do a lot of work all over Northwest Arkansas. It's not necessarily Fayetteville-centric, but Fayetteville's got a great street for a parade. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> and we would love to grow this to have more events, you know, that include Springdale and Rogers and Bentonville. And um, Eureka Pride also participates in Fayetteville Pride. I mean, there's a lot. Versa. There's a lot of collaboration. There I is. think that we all. Mm-hmm. I think that we all play together. We do, and like Little Rock Pride is marching in our parade. Um, they'll be up here. Uh, several other, you know, Pride organizations throughout the state and the region will be marching in our parade, which is super exciting. You know, I would love for this to turn into the, you know, biggest, best regional pride, you know, for this area. That would be my goal in long term. But we just have to get there. We have to see if this works this year. And we're super excited about everything. What do you guys want to do at Pride? Yeah. Will you be there? I am yeah. planning on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to the shorts night for sure. Like uh-huh. since hearing about that for one, I'm really pumped about that one. Or no, for the film screening, yeah. Yeah, we're excited about that. We're very excited about the, that one. And then on Sunday, uh, again at the Chancellor, we'll have a poolside brunch uh, featuring DJ Adam Moore, sponsored by Park Lane Dental. Um, the menu looks great. We'll have $5 mimosas and Bloody Marys. Uh, that'll go from 10 to 2. Ticketed event, $25. Um, Bordino's has a Saturday brunch yep. where you can actually sit on the balcony and oversee the parade from their balcony mm-hmm. and eat brunch and drink mimosas, which is where I'd like to be, but I probably won't be. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Maybe maybe this is a good time for you to tell me what I should go to in terms of what do I definitely want to check out? I because think, I haven't seen I haven't looked at the schedule, I'll be honest. Have you ever been to any Pride events? I've never been to any Pride events. The White so. Party is awesome. That has been going for eight years. And where is that? That'll be at C4. C4 Nightclub mm-hmm. and Lounge has been a sponsor and a partner of the Equality Center for years. Um, they have supported and built a lot of events around Pride. They're bringing Thorgy Thor on Friday night. Uh, they have a diva show on Sunday night, and they bring a lot of that type of programming all year long. Um, but this is their month to really show it off. And DJ Snow White, who's been a huge hit here in the past, is playing at the White Party that night. Um, and then in addition to the White Party, we're doing something new this year, and we've taken over the rooftop at 21st Amendment that Tyson is proudly sponsoring for us. Um, and we'll have that open from 11 a.m. until basically 2 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have the MCs up there, you know, making parade commentary. Um, that'll be also be open um, for, you know, people to go up there and get a drink and hang out and watch the parade from up top. And then at 6 p.m., it'll transition to a DJ and we'll have a party there until 2 p.m. Or I'm sorry, 2 a.m. Uh, no cover charge. So, you know, as long as you're 21, bring it. So if I were you, I would get up there early in the morning, get a breakfast, eat some food, because you're going to be going in the sun all <laughs> yep. day long. It's going to be hot. It's going to be very hot. So I would get brunch at Bordino's and have some mimosas, maybe move to 21st Amendment. I'd watch the parade come down Dixon Street. The mayor and um, some wonderful speakers will uh, speak from the steps of the ACLU Tyson and P flag, mm-hmm. and they will t- they will speak from the steps of the Tyson Plaza at the Walton Art Center. 
Um, the mayor does a proclamation every year about our Pride Weekend. Um, and then I think you could disperse anywhere on Dixon and find something really fun to do. Lee and the Mojo Doctors will be playing. There's a bear contest at uh, Kingfish in the afternoon. Can we define that real fast? The bear in the gay community is a certain um, physical presence of a person. I believe it can be a man or a woman is what I've heard recently, which is new to me. And I'm okay. learning a lot about the terminology and the groups and all of these things that are in the gay community. Richard, mm-hmm. do you want to help me out? Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually tried to find a really good definition so I don't piss anyone off. Um, Bears are usually um, bigger in stature. They're bigger in stature, usually hairy. Um, Maybe not necessarily the women bears that no, are hairy, but no. men bears. They can be polar bears, and there can be all kinds of different right. colored hairy bears. Um, they're a certain physical type of um, a person, and they're a category in the gay community of a type of person that you may be attracted to or maybe your type. Yep. And um, they have always had a really brilliant and colorful presence at, in the parade. Um, every year that I've participated, you always notice the bears and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh, the Abbey of Hillbilly The Harlots. Abbey, uh, they're a chapter of the Sisters mm-hmm. of Perpetual Indulgence will be hosting this um, bear contest at Kingfish. We have a bunch of great prizes. We have a bear trophy. There are categories for talents. Um, categories for all kinds of things. Yeah, the categories are, uh, let's see, wet t-shirt slash swimwear, uh, uh-huh. Q&A session, and what is the third one? Um, oh, bearwear. 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 What is bearwear? Well, it can be a lot of things. I mean, it can be from a harness, which they like to wear sometimes. I think to you should leather. just show up and check it out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to put any just preconceptions into no. your head. And that'll start about 2.45 on the Kingfish stage, and you will have to be 21 to attend that. Um, in fact, all the entertainment at Kingfish, you'll have to be 21 or over to, to enter the stage area or the bar. Um, and then Jim and Juice, uh, one-man band show, will also be playing there, which is super fun. And then at 5 p.m., once the bear contest is over, the sisters are going to host Twisted Sister Twister. So it'll be a huge twister board, and we'll have prizes and... That's just so much, so many options. There are so there many are. options. There well, that's what we wanted things. to do. We wanted sure. to create so many options for so many people, you know, right. and just not have just a few options for a few people. We wanted to make this to pull in not just the gay community or the LGBTQ community, but also our straight allies and anyone that wants to attend. We just want everyone to feel welcome and have something fun to do. Yeah. We have a lot of vendors. I think we have more mm-hmm. vendors this year than I've ever applied. Almost 60? And we have more parade entries. I think we have almost 60 parade entries. Yeah. I think the deadline was last night, and mm-hmm. 60 is a lot of And I got three, floats. like, right at midnight last night. Yeah, oh. a last-minute parade. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, here yep. we go. So I think um, I think the vendors are going to be interesting. There are a lot of political candidates that will be out that you can meet um, so that you can understand who's running for what positions and you can probably obviously tell what their stance is on equality by the fact that they're at pride, Mm -hmm. but um, that's always a good chance to get involved. I know that HRC, the human rights campaign is always there every year. They'll be there, but we also have a ton of local boutiques that have pride shirts and um, that some people are selling succulents or kettle corn. And like, I think that there's just going to be a lot to do and check out. I think it's going to be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing I'm curious about pulling together is potentially Glitterbeard and learning how to do that. I don't have much to go with right now. But Would you like to host a Glitterbeard competition next year? Because we are already planning 2019. Sure. <laughs> hey, you there. heard it here. You signed yourself up, brother. <laughs> signed yourself up. I'll be a judge. That's Perfect. fine. I think Zach could pull off a glitter beard he has more beard than i do i have tried to pull off you remember the one glitter beard that i tried to pull off no i, I don't maybe well, that's see how forgettable it was it was so bad <laughs> <laughs> the one time it was awful um i've totally lost my train of thought with the glitter beard glitter comment. beard's really it distracting took me. that's all i can see while i look at you right now yeah. i get it well, we definitely need to plug Sunshine. So our MCs for the uh, parade this year are Sunshine Broder and Aaron Austin. Uh, Sunshine will also be one of our co-hosts and judges along with Chris Goddard at the Bear Competition, uh, which we're super excited about. Chris has, has participated in several previous Equality Center events and is always just a scream. And this town just absolutely goes gaga over Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we... We've interviewed That's What She Said, and we've gone to so many That's What She Said shows, and so we're familiar. 
Yeah, when I asked her to be a part of this, she was just like, oh my God, I've died and gone to heaven. This uh-huh. is something I've been wanting to do for years. I was built for this. Yep. <laughs> yep. So one thing that I've been curious about with Pride Parades is because you're attracting an ally audience or just a, a straight audience in general that's just coming to participate, um, how do you communicate kind of the... I don't, I don't know if it's the history or if it's the significance or just the social weight of, of a pride parade. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, in the past, they did turn violent. In Harrison, we do have um, those that vehemently are against this. So how do you communicate that at the same time while throwing your mega awesome rainbow party? I think that that is part of something that was really important for us to bring to our programming this year. I think that is why it was really important for us to do a type of event with the five, um, doc, the five film shorts that are happening at the Chancellor that night. There was an element of pride while the rally is very inspiring and it's interesting to hear those people speak and the parade is obviously a lot of fun. And then of course, everybody loves a good party. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was an element that is sort of family friendly and also educational and also um, accessible and informational that was missing from Pride. And I think that's one of the first things that we said when we started this project last fall was we have been, we're really interested in bringing something that I want to bring my teenager to mm-hmm. that, that isn't just fun. Um, I want him to understand, you know, some of the films that are showing on Friday night are from, uh, one of them is Brazilian. Mm-hmm. One of them I think is from India and it's award winning and one of the first LBGTQ films, um, uh, of its style to come out of that country. Um, I think that, I think that it's really important that there are some pieces of pride that are also very solemn and that are serious and that are as not as much fun. I think next year is the 50 year um, anniversary of the Stonewall riots. And I think that, I think that next year in particular, there will be a lot of, um, of storytelling and reminders of, of, the fight that a lot of these individuals um, and groups have had to have had to make for ever really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think that the, the shorts film is, uh, has a special piece of my heart this year because it's the type of event that I would want to attend and that I want my kids to attend and that I would bring my family to. And it's different than um, DJ dance parties. And I love a good party. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but there's a piece of it that is also um, I want I want my friends and my family and the people that are in our um, gay community to know that um, I'm on their team and that mm-hmm. I'm serious about it. And that's why it's important that I have that I sponsor as a straight ally and why it's important that I use my voice um, to protect them and to fight for them. Yeah, but what's also what's great about those films is it gives us as Americans a chance to see what other people's struggles are in different countries. We know what our struggles are, but we have no idea what happening to people in India or Iran or anywhere else in the world. So I think that's a really nice aspect of this particular event. I am interested to hear the straight ally thing in my brain is significant and important, but also as a straight man, like, I sometimes don't know how to come alongside someone and be an ally without feeling like I'm some sort of savior to them at the same time, like being some sort of like, oh, I have all the answers or whatever, you know. Um, So it feels like a weird space to occupy. Uh, And there have been like people who've done really great work to occupy that space and figure that out. But I, as an individual, don't know sometimes how to like address and enter that conversation or situation and being an ally. I feel in a particularly awkward space being a straight ally and organizing a pride parade while I am an ally and I believe that my actions in general have exemplified that I have always been an ally. Absolutely. Um, I have had to defer to 
many people on the board and on this team to ask about the um, correctness of of language or of um, you know I've had plenty of questions about um, the culture that pride um, encompasses that I didn't even know existed just because I am straight and yeah. um, there's a whole world that is undiscovered to me and um, it's really fascinating uh, but I it's taken a lot of help with language and a, hel- a lot of help um, I know we're complicated in, in understanding <laughs> in understanding <laughs> so many things about pride but I also um, my strength is really in events and so I it has been very easy for me to um, ask questions and just say, this is something that I don't know or don't understand. Can you help me walk through what all of this means? And um, it's been easy. It but has been. I think the most important thing is that you show up yeah, as a straight ally. I mean, when you are seeing a float of people that may have a culture that looks a little different than yours and they are floating on a parade down the middle of Dixon Street um, showing exactly who they are, and being comfortable with themselves, I think that it's important that there are ten to 15,000 people in a town our size that are screaming and honking and saying, we're proud to have you here, too. Mm. And I think that that's step number one. Hmm. Yeah, That even, would be my advice. Yeah. From a straight ally to a straight ally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the language thing seems like, a, like, particularly now in history, for some reason, language seems also, like, really incredibly important and also like very throwaway just in how people use it it's that's a whole other podcast it it really is um but in short yes i absolutely feel that that feeling and like uh because at the end of the day it's you do show up and you are willing to say i don't know sometimes is like oh it takes like hurts a little bit for me to like admit that i'm i know for me sometimes it's like oh i don't want to say i don't know i want to pretend like i know everything and sometimes saying like i don't know please teach me is like the harder thing to do particularly for white men hey oh what's up you know (laughs) yeah yeah well and what's also interesting richard you hinted at it is like the intersectionality of even within the LGBT community because the LGB is very distinct from the T portion in sense that like one's orientation, one's gender identity. And so I'm curious also about how, um, I guess within the LGBT community, uh, you, I guess, highlight underrepresented LGBT members. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. an example of that, like you said, was having international LGBT films or shorts and that's super important, but I'm curious what else is going on to kind of mix it up and give good representation. I think that there are a large number of smaller groups that um, the Equality Center tries to support throughout the year. Um, one is 10. Mm-hmm. And PRISM. And PRISM is another. There's HIV Arkansas. There's the Center for Sexual Assault. Um, there are many groups that are uh, sort of, I don't know, factions or um, splinters or, or slivers of the umbrella, yes. picturing an umbrella that is rainbow-colored segment. You know, there are a lot of organizations that are much smaller than the Equality Center that make up that full umbrella. Um, and I think that the Equality Center... Um, supports a lot of them throughout the years or throughout the year in their programming in their office space and in their peer groups and sometimes in funding. Um, and I, I think that it's tricky to be inclusive, um, in, and within sometimes within the LBGTQ, um, community. I just actually had a conversation with one of our board members who was talking about, um, She's moved here recently from San Francisco and was very active in that community. And she was talking about the fact that there were protests at there's always a protest from some group at Pride who is, you know, um, who, you know, this isn't a woman centric enough event or like Mm. this isn't as trans inclusive or there were protests at the first trans uh, parades that happened in San Francisco. And so, you know, I think that when I think that 
when you are treated as um, a minority group for so long that you tend to, I think that humans in general tend to like really try and stick with people that are, that are really, really similar to them. So, you know, they're branching into their own groups within the LBGT community. And I think that's what's special about doing this in Fayetteville is that the size of our town and how many people are here, like we really all need each other to stick together to make a loud enough voice to say we're here and we're inclusive and we believe in fairness. And so I, um, I think that the size of our city and the fact that we're a college town and I think the fact that we're this little blue bubble in this oasis of places around us that may not be a lot like us, I think, um, makes, makes our parade special. And I think it's, I don't know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. As you can tell by my rambling. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And any group that would have any suggestions for us for next year, if they want to see something that would happen or something we didn't do right or anything, you know, we would love to sit down and talk with them about it and try to make it better next year. Always. Always. Especially now that you guys are sponsoring the Glitterbeard competition. That's right. Next Evidently, year. We're signing up. up. All right. I'm serious. You're, I'll do it. I, I know you will. I'm not <laughs> like, I don't doubt no. your sincerity at all. We're excited. Yeah. We have a lot of people that have never participated in Pride that have, um, that are really coming out and putting their best foot forward. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I do too. I, I was think... just so excited with the response that we got from our local businesses and individuals when I reached out to them to sponsor this event. And they were like, absolutely. What can we do? I just picture the sun rising on Sunday morning and just like rainbow glitter everywhere. everywhere. Uh-huh. You know, I picture rainbow glitter, street sweeping. And just like the leftovers of a really long day. Uh, that's, I know. I was hoping that we could get the crosswalks turned into the rainbow flag this year, but we just didn't mm. quite get there. But maybe next year. That's on our list for 2019. Yeah. So glitter will be on the streets and hidden everywhere. Yes. Just stuck on everything until next year when it shows up again. From and face paint part. smudged yeah. on big windows on dick. I mean, this is just the way that pride should look the morning after it mm-hmm. should look like we had a really big rainbow party and i think this year we're going to accomplish that i think so i really do and if anyone has like any scheduling questions or anything like that they can go to nwapride.org um and that has all the information it's a beautiful website that we it's just developed new. this year anna jacobs who is doing all of our graphic design has just done an amazing job on everything from the schedule to the website um you can buy tickets to everything through yep. the website you can see what's free there's a lot of both of those things to do um so price shouldn't be um a deterrent at all on some of these events there are a lot of things that don't cost anything mm-hmm. that you can show and participate like the in. festival all day is free Um, I believe the only thing we're charging for is the contestant fee uh, at the bear pageant or bear contest. Excuse me. You'll have to buy your beer. Yeah. But Uh, the entertainment is free. But yeah, Yeah. everything else is free. Um, And that's what, you know, we just want to make it accessible to everyone. And if anyone has any, you know, financial difficulty, please email us and, you know, we can, we can talk about helping you. you Awesome. Hannah and Richard, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We loved this time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We're proud to be here. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to next weekend. Cool. Fun interview. I really like Hannah and Richard. Uh, A part of the interview that I appreciated is being able to talk about just kind of the development of Pride Mm -hmm. in Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas. Because, yeah, Fayetteville was a different Fayetteville 13 years ago. And... Yeah, it was very different how like the parade originally needed more police support and all of that, but now it's evolved into this very much a celebration and it's a welcoming of LGBT persons. Yeah, and it's going to be cool that they're incorporating some more variety into the into the festival with the shorts and stuff that you sounded like you're pretty excited about seeing bringing in some international voices and um, you know, reminding people involved that this is more than just like a celebration. It is in some way a demonstration um, and a reminder of, for people. So it's kind of neat that there's going to be like, yes, it's going to be a party, but there's also going to be some like real true serious stuff, like hard hitting stuff going on too. And I appreciate, well, in pride and also in just any community 
kind of celebration like this is just the engagement of local businesses and how each business kind of uniquely gets involved with whatever it is. And it's it just highlights the creativity and then also the care of the community, um, which Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas as a whole really has. We have a lot of creativity and ways that we can showcase one another and celebrate whatever cause we're getting behind. It's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that spirit of banding together to do something really cool like this is really exciting. So uh, it's it's great to see that there's been such a turnout of support from vendors and businesses, and especially this year when it's going to really get ramped up, it sounds like, into being more than just a, just a parade, but a, a couple-day-long party. So anyway. Awesome. And one more reminder for when that's actually going to be. If you're listening to this episode on the week before June 16th, then you are in luck. You can actually go to the Pride Parade, which starts at 11 a.m. It's on Dixon Street. There are a bunch of other aspects, like we were talking about the short segment that is the night before. So it's Friday night, June 15th um, at 7 p.m. And then there's lots of businesses doing events and the bear contest. The bear contest. So show up to that. Um, next year, Zach and I are going to run a glitter beard contest. Evidently. So pretty pumped for that. Uh-huh. Mark your calendars for next year sometime in June. There's the drag queen storytelling stuff that's going on. That'll be super cool, I think. Yeah. So all of that's going on. And again, this event is put on by the Northwest Arkansas Equality Center. Um, they have a good amount of resources for um, anybody who identifies as LGBT or educational materials for those that are allies or whatever it may be. So that resource is really a resource for everybody and has concentrated groups and programs for everybody. Yeah. And the event's free. So, uh, no excuse, no excuse. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to find what we do on the internet or whatever, we're, uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Hey, Hey, NWA. We're on Instagram at Hey, Hey, NWA podcast and if you want to support what we do uh we're on patreon.com at patreon.com forward slash hey hey nwa we do events all the time we do trivia on thursdays at bike rack we do karaoke every other week it's a party you should come hang out it's very good it's not this weekend though the karaoke is not this weekend yeah every other right but we don't want to get in the way of pride no way that would be so rude how rude of us to do Uh something like that but we didn't so Anyway, yeah, come hang out at that stuff. Uh, we, yeah, it was a good time. So thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great Pride Month, Peyton. And, and have a heck of a heck of a day with Hey Hey and WA. Love There's it. that. Yeah. I, I sung it that time. You did. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's a big deal. Very thoughtful of you to sing it, I guess. Mm-hmm.